0: The Sixers' win streak is over, but now with Tyrese Maxey set to return, should the team consider bringing him off the bench? We will break down all of that and a whole lot more coming up on Philly Take with RB. Perfect. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into the show. You know the drill by now. Hit that thumbs up button if you enjoy this content. Subscribe by hitting that red button down below and hit the bell so you don't miss any of the upcoming content. We're live every single game, breaking it all down in real time, and we are dropping a ton of videos, keeping you up to date with all of your Sixers coverage. Today, we're back after a tough loss, and the Sixers go down 116-111 in D.C. last night. Not a pretty game by any means, really just disgusting if you look at it, but With all of that being said, the Sixers were actually in the game and they still had a chance to win, which does show a bit of a positive light. And now with the Sixers losing a game, we can kind of take a step back, look at this recent stretch and ask ourselves, what do we do with Tyrese Maxey coming back? I think it poses an interesting question and we will break all of that down here on the show, but we must start with some history being made yesterday. How about Joel Embiid? A lot of people are frustrated with him. We'll talk about that in a second. but He made history yesterday. Joel Embiid, per Sixers stats here on Twitter, has now broken a tie with Wilt Chamberlain and now single-handedly has the second most 40-point games in Sixers franchise history behind A.I. Joel now has number 32. His 32nd 40-point game is six of the year. Allen Iverson has 76. I don't know if Joel Embiid is ever going to catch that, but uh, shout out to Joel Embiid. Once again, continues to be dominant, continues to do his thing, and a lot of people are frustrated with Joel down the stretch last night in terms of his play. They said, you know, he wasn't passing the ball and he was the reason we lost. Well, I'm just going to keep it simple. We're not going to dive deep into this game, but let me tell you this, okay? Number one, does Joel have some fault last night? Absolutely. You know, he could have passed it more. He turned it over like four times in the last couple minutes and he needs to get better at that. But a couple things. Number one, how can people blame the guy that had 48 points? Nine rebounds, an assist, three steals, three blocks. And oh, by the way, single-handedly kept us in that game in the first half. That's what the people don't realize. And it frustrates me. Once again, people taking this guy's play for granted. Could he have been better down the stretch? Absolutely. But if Joel Embiid doesn't come out and establish his dominance the way he did in the first half, the Sixers are probably down by 30 at halftime. That's how poor this team was playing. He literally kept us in the game. And it took a few others to even step up, like a James Harden or a De'Anthony Melton, to even get us back in this game. So, you know, we don't have to fall off the cliff after every loss. Okay, I'm going to tell you why the Sixers lost, and, and we'll get to that in a second. But if the Sixers shoot a little bit better, I mean, we can win this game. They shot six for thirty-one from deep. We didn't rebound in the first half. Yes, that is partly on Joel Embiid as well. He got out rebounded. The whole team got absolutely horsed on the glass, and we barely played defense. And again, we were still. In the game, I know it's a bad team and a bad loss, but it happens. It happens, and we'll have to see how they rebound. Another point I want to make before looking at the box score quickly, Rich Hoffman here, Sixers writer, said the same thing I said last night during the live stream. If you were there live, we were breaking it down, like I said, in real time, and the Sixers did not go back to their core identity. They did not go back to what worked. They did not go to their MO that has helped them get to this eight-game win streak. In the last six minutes of play, as Rich Hoffman says here, I only remember one Harden and B two-man game play. They did not run a pick and roll in the last six minutes. They did not do anything to get them going together. This is something I've been preaching. I know it sounds simple, but at the end of the day, it is our most effective offense. It's what we must resort to in crunch time because teams cannot stop it. I know we were not shooting effectively, but... I also thought the design down the stretch. I thought if we designed a better offense, we win that game. I saw a Joel iso, then a James iso, then a Joel iso, then a, and you know, Joel's trying to dribble into four guys, doesn't pass it up, turns it over. James tries a little step back under pressure and it just did not work. So I thought that the design of the offense was poor down the stretch. There was only one good play that I thought was amazing. And to be honest with you, I actually thought it was probably the best play that I've ever seen Doc Rivers drop. Let's pull up that play, and and I want to ask you and wonder why the Sixers could not have at least run more creative plays like this. Why can't we even do this on the regular? Look at this. Joel going to set a screen. Or I'm sorry, Tobias going to set a screen. Joel going to come and hand it off, and Tobias is going to pop, and James is going to attack. And look, boom. You penetrate that first level of defense. They are absolutely confused. Chris Stapps doesn't know what to do. Joel's already rolling to the basket. James sees him with that IQ. I mean, he has that vision, and Joel goes up and slams it down. That was so effortless right out of the timeout. You saw Doc draw up that play. Why couldn't we have done more of that? Why couldn't we have integrated the two of them together? It doesn't make sense. And um, yeah, I wish wish we did more of it. I I wish we did more of it. Um, At the end of the day, you are not going to win a game when you shoot six for 31 from deep. If you had made, made two of those, you win the game. Two more of those out of the twenty, what five that you missed, you win the game. If you play better defense, you win the game. So just simple things there. And the Sixers let this one slip away. You got to improve and you have to get better as you move forward. But the main question now, and now that the Sixers won eight in a row and they did find that core identity right now, we've seen it and seen what works, and the Sixers have a formula to roll with, but there's a very interesting question. What do they do with Tyrese Maxey? Now, if you had asked me this question weeks ago, you know, I wouldn't have even entertained the idea, but it is very, very interesting, because now they, you know, kind of have this poise, right? They have it rolling, and the question is, and I want to ask you, because I honestly don't know what they should do. I think there are, you know, pros and cons for each possible solution here. But should they bring Tyrese Maxey off the bench? Now, it is said that he should return on Friday against the Pelicans. It's not set in stone, but you know Doc Rivers is saying he's probably going to come back with a minute restriction, and that means he'll probably come off the bench for now. But long-term, what do the Sixers do? I think it's an interesting question. Do you bring Maxey back in into the starting lineup or move him to the bench so that you can stagger those lineups? Do you move Melton back to the bench, or do you move Tucker potentially to the bench This is a good problem to have. So I went digging a little bit and I looked up some of the advanced lineup statistics and, you know, I I looked at the main two lineups, one with Maxie starting in the five and then one with DeAnthony Melton starting in the five that has been the most recent one. And when I think about the last few games, you know, Doc Rivers has been resorting to that death lineup, what I call the death lineup, at the end of the first quarter, early second, and during those stretches, the Sixers really seem to struggle. And I almost want to say we need to stagger Maxi and Harden. I'm not saying Maxi should play any less minutes, but you always need to have either James Harden or Maxi on the floor. You can't keep going to what I call that death lineup, especially against better teams, because they can go on an easy 10-0 run. And at that point, you're looking up and it's like, you know, that, that's a crucial stretch of a game when you look at it from a bigger Aspect, right? When you look from a bigger picture later in the game, why did we let up a 10 0 run early in the game? Well, you know, we had a, a lineup where Daniel House and George Niang are running pick and rolls together. You know, that can't happen. So, anyway, I looked at some of these lineup statistics and the top two lineups that have been utilized, like I just said, one with Maxi and then one with Melton, and the defensive ratings are almost identical. Now, the one with Melton has been used more given the fact that Maxi missed all these games. But taking that out of the equation, uh, the offense has been much better. Even though this lineup has been utilized more, which could cause a skew, their offensive rating has still maintained and has actually stayed even better. As you can see, a 119.6 with the Melton lineup versus a 113.6 with the Tyrese Maxi lineup. Now, I'm not saying that would sustain long-term, and and I think both have been effective. I mean, both of those are are really good numbers, but I'm I'm really thinking, like, you know, how can Maxie be utilized with James Harden, Joel Embiid? Now that they've figured out that two-man game that works, you know, concretely, and and hopefully they continue to go to that, Tyrese Maxie's a guy that needs the ball in his hands. He needs to be moving downhill, and he needs to be moving 100 miles an hour, especially pushing, you know, the pace. James Harden and Joel Embiid like to set up in that half court And if James Harden is running that pick and roll, you know, he's going to kick it out. Is is a Tyrese Maxey best utilized when he's at the wing ready to spot up for a three? And I'm not saying that you can't stagger both of them on the floor at the same time. And, you know, have Maxey run the pick and roll with Embiid. I would love that. But is James Harden an effective catch and shoot guy? Those are the questions you need to ask yourself. I actually really like the. Harden and Bede two-man game with Melton, Tobias, and Tucker sitting on the corners in the wing because, you know, they're just ready to spot up. Like, I feel like they're best utilized that way. Yes, Melton can put it on the floor. Yes, Tobias can put it on the floor. But honestly, you know, our most effective two-man game is James and Joel and those guys sitting in the shadows ready to shoot. And and I think, you know, a second unit led by Tyrese Maxey maybe a stagger and have uh, Tobias Harris in there as well you know, run some two-man game with Maxi and Tobias. I think that would be effective, too. Uh, I think it's definitely something you need to experiment with. I don't think there's a wrong here. Honestly, I would start to consider the Maxi harden melton lineup. I know it's a little bit smaller, but P.J. Tucker's not giving you much production right now. I do think he'll come around eventually, but maybe you go a little bit smaller and you go Melton at the three. I don't know if he can handle that, but defensively, I still think Melton can hold his own and at least that is a positive and I don't think there's any drop-off. In fact, I think DeAnthony Melton has been miles better on defense than P.J. Tucker. So maybe you go with that lineup and give it more time to flourish and see how it works. Overall, I do think uh, that Doc Rivers is going to experiment with Tyrese Maxey off the bench, especially coming off with a minute restriction, but we will see how it all plays out. Definitely an interesting conversation and I think The Sixers have at least found something now with that identity. And the question is, how do you work Maxie back into that? Because Maxie can't come back in and do what he did earlier in the season. And that's just be a goalpost out there. You know, be a statue and just stand around. No, Maxie needs to be active and involved. He's a young budding star. He can score. But with that being said, appreciate everybody for tuning in. Be sure to leave your thoughts down below on this conversation. Appreciate you all. Be sure to hit that like button, subscribe. And with that being said, I will catch you all on the next one. Peace.